As a culture, especially in America, we like to rank things. There's top 10 lists of all sorts, competitions to determine who's the best in a given category, and even outside of these so-called competitions, people and companies claim to be the best or number one. Here's a question for you. How can there be millions of the world's best pizza pizzerias? Well, there can't. Deep down, I think we all understand that it's a marketing ploy by all those restaurants. But then, how do you know someone is number one? More importantly, does it even matter? I say not. Stay with me to find out why. From Phil Svitek comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to Phil Svitek Podcast. Hello to you. I'm Phil Svitek, your 360 creative coach, and I'm excited you're tuning in as it's my pleasure to help creatives like you master mental fortitude. The reason I'm adamant about this is because talent and luck alone won't make you successful. Eventually, you'll buckle at the knees, and trust me, you don't want that. The lessons I teach are designed to prevent such a thing. Before we get too deep into this lesson, though, I'd like to take the time to invite you to subscribe to this series if you haven't already done it. Once subscribed, you'll be notified and alerted to new lessons when I post them. Thank you if you subscribed. All right, let's get into it. First off, I want you to know that many of the concepts I'm sharing today are from a thinker I admire more and more every day, and that's Simon Sinek. He recently came out with a book called The Infinite Game, which I strongly encourage you to check out. I got introduced to his thinking about 10 months ago via a podcast, and his words shifted my thinking dramatically, and I hope you'll have the same epiphanies now as I did almost a year ago. The core of what Simon teaches is that there's two types of games, finite and infinite. Most of us are familiar with finite games. A game of baseball is a finite game. A sports league constitutes as a finite game. The hot dog eating contest at your local fair counts. What each of these have in common is that there are sets of rules, players, objectives, timelines that are agreed upon by everyone. Pretty much any sport uh, or competition is an example of a finite game, as long as it meets that criteria. And I'll be the first to admit I love sports, and more specifically, sports metaphors. However, there's one flaw with sports analogies, And that's the fact that they're finite and not infinite. The difference between a finite game versus an infinite game is that in an infinite game, there's unknown rules, players, objectives, and timelines. Because no one has agreed upon what those are, right? No one wins in business. Business like politics is an infinite game. The sole objective of the game is to keep playing. How do you keep playing? How do you keep improving over time? A huge problem with our society in business and politics is that we have leaders who don't know the game that they're playing. They're viewing things from a finite perspective. It's most evident in phrases such as, we're number one or we're the best. No, they're not. According to whose definition? Once I learned this distinction, it was as if everything clicked for me. I stopped wanting to be the best. Instead, all I wanted was to stay in the game. I'm a content creator. That's 
what I want to keep doing. And as long as I create content, I'm in the game, you see, right? Fame and success is so fucking subjective that it's laughable to me now uh, to think that I bought into such small-minded thinking. Let's examine a company that played by finite rationale in an infinite game. Remember the good old Blockbuster? In case you don't, it was a movie rental company. It was a household name and was poised to be the Netflix by entering the streaming game in the 2000s. One executive certainly wanted to have that happen, but his board disagreed. With the benefit of hindsight, you might be wondering, how could that be? Well, it's because at the time, late fees accounted for 12% of profits for Blockbuster. And by switching to streaming, they'd lose out on that revenue because there'd be no DVDs to have to return by customers. That 12% loss would only be temporary, as Netflix has shown, but something the Blockbuster board was unwilling to let go of. And the long story short, they're out of business. When you think about it, it's no coincidence that this happens to companies everywhere. Why is it that taxi companies didn't invent Uber? Or why haven't hotels created Airbnb? It's because companies are too concerned with maintaining the status quo, wrongfully thinking that it'll preserve their dominance. That's an example of finite thinking in an infinite game. Companies and people need to have existential flexibility. As Simon Sinek defines it, an existential flex is the capacity to make a dramatically huge strategic shift in an entirely new direction to advance a cause. Here's a concrete example of someone who exercises existential flexibility, Steve Jobs, or at least he certainly did while he was alive. Apple was almost ready to release their computers when Jobs met up with some people who showed him a graphic interface. Immediately, he went back to his team and said they needed to jump on that and make it part of their product. Many people told him it was impossible and that they'd not only miss the deadline, but bankrupt the company. Well, Steve said, better us than someone else. The rest, as they say, is history. That decision changed the computer industry and technology landscape as we know it today. Steve wasn't concerned with the short term. He had a mission or mindset, if you want to call it that, for Apple to develop user-friendly products to their consumers to make their lives easier and better. That value still holds today and is one that doesn't have an end. It's ongoing, right? Hence, it's part of the infinite game where the objective is to keep going, improving, developing, etc. Another example is Nintendo. Nintendo is a gaming company that used to make board games. And over time, they've stuck to that mission of wanting to entertain families or certainly people. And look at them now. They've got the Nintendo Switch and so forth. So over you know, decades upon decades, they have chosen to evolve. That's an example of an infinite game player. So how come there's so much discourse around us about being the best and so forth? Well, because as I mentioned, many people in high-up positions aren't really aware of the game that they're actually playing. By definition, finite games are easier to understand, and thus, they're perpetuated through sports, metaphors, and culture in general. Consider a song like Nelly's Number One. It's a catchy tune, I'll admit, I love that song, that makes you feel good. But that's because as a society, 
we've tried to simplify what success is and how it should be defined for people. This is bullshit, and I call it as such. You'll never be number one, nor should you want to be. Keep playing the game, aka keep making content. When you do that, you're successful. In the past, I've described the entertainment industry as a shaking tree. As long as you can hang on to that tree, you'll do well. That's a great analogy for the infinite game. And while I may have talked about the infinite game primarily in terms of companies thus far, this principle applies equally to us as individuals. The infinite game is a lifestyle. By thinking and acting in these terms, you won't be trying to shove a square peg in a round hole, which means you won't be as stressed out. I certainly shed a lot of anxiety once I learned about the infinite game. This is because I stopped putting so much pressure on the short-term gains and focused instead on my long-term goals and my objectives. I had a mission for myself, and that's been my guiding light every day since. And when I see something that can help me achieve my mission, whether it be easier, faster, smoother, or perhaps better, well then, I embrace it. Social media is an example of this. Rather than think of social media as good or bad, it is a tool which I use to help reach and inspire and teach people along with other tools and tactics at my disposal. That's the way you need to see it. The other way in which making the shift to an infinite mindset helps is that you'll stop being jealous of other people. When you're so desperate to be so-called number one, you become vicious in your pursuits. It's why there's stereotypes about the LA lifestyle of people being so overly narcissistic. Mind you, this is an upward trend throughout the country, but it just happens to be more noticeable in artists and amplified here. The point being though, you'll no longer see people as threats. Uh, they may be your rivals, but a rival is good. A rival is like a mirror that showcases your weaknesses so you can adjust and grow. Remember, the goal is to stay in the game. You can't stay in the game if you don't improve. Look at it from this perspective. Over the next decade, the ways in which we create and consume content will change drastically many times over. You need to be able to keep up. If you view it from the finite terms, such as I know how to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm great at those, you'll eventually be blindsided because a shift will happen sooner or later, and you'll have to uh, you'll have made yourself obsolete. Be a constant learner. That's really what the infinite game is all about. Here's where it gets trippy, at least to some people. The infinite game, aka your life or your career, is comprised of finite games within it. Plainly stated, it means you should have deadlines for yourself. The difference is don't beat yourself up if you miss a certain deadline. For example, my goal has been to write a novel. And when I began the process, I obviously had nothing written. Hence, I created timelines of when I wanted things to be done. And boy, was I off on those. But by doing that, it propelled me to knuckle down and get to work. Now, the great news is I'm in the final phase of the novel. So do the same. Set deadlines, but don't be harsh on yourself if you miss them because you're still better off than when you began. Am I right? And in the words of Obama, better is good. Simon Sinek thinks so, and I agree. To help put this lesson to practice, go ahead and comment with things in your life that constitute as finite games, and then 
Conversely, write down infinite games that you're involved in. Make the two lists as long as possible so you can truly start to differentiate between the two. By doing this, you'll be able to better assess parts of your life and make better decisions because you'll know the game that you're actually playing. You might not become number one, but you'll never lose. And the infinite game, that is the victory because those who were so-called the best are probably has-beens. There, I said it. So don't make it a point to be number one. And that's it for this lesson. If you're interested in learning more about finite versus infinite games, I've linked to some of my favorite interviews with Simon Sinek down below. And please feel free to click over to any of the numerous lessons that I've created just for you. I have so many that you can check out along with other free resources. All of this is at your disposal on my website at philsvitek.com. If you're looking to better apply my lessons to your life, well, then I also encourage you to check out my course book at mastermentalfortitude.com. Lastly, a huge thank you to the people that helped make this episode financially possible. If you too would like to support this show, you can do so by either heading over to my Patreon page or sporting some of my merch from my store. The links are down below, so you can just click on them. Or if you're looking to do something for free, you can just tell a friend. And we can build a community of amazing, like-minded creatives. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to tune in. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media, and I'll see you next time.